Well, hello everyone. It has been a long ass time since I have recorded a podcast. <laughs> I remember at one point I was going to do this like once a week. I think it's been about two years now, so I'm a little behind. But I am sitting out here, howled at fishing off the beach, and it's early March and I'm not really expecting to catch anything, so figured instead of uh, sitting here talking to myself, I'd talk to my phone. I wanted to call this uh, Fireside Chats, but I don't have a fire and there's no one else here, so I'm not really chatting with anybody. But whatever, it's my podcast, so I'm going to do whatever I want, so uh, here we go. Fireside Chats. I'm going to sit here and tell some stories because I feel like it, and I'm bored. First story... That I'm going to start with is titled, That Time We Caught a Big-Ass Halibut and Didn't Have a Gaff in the Boat. I bet you can guess what this is about, can't you? Well, you're wrong. It has nothing to do with reindeer or Santa Claus. <sighs> Alright, so. It was, I think it was two years ago, middle of winter, I was out sport sport trolling for king salmon. With my buddy Seth, who, if you're, you know, if you're one of the couple people who are listening to this, you probably know who Seth is. We were out in his skiff, and uh, we were out fishing Banana Point, and it had been this pretty slow day. We hadn't, we didn't have any kings in the boat, and uh, then all of a sudden, Seth hooks up. Or at first it looks like he hooked up. And then it looked like he was snagged on the bottom. Then he picked up his rod and holy shit, he had a big halibut on. And uh, it was about that time that we realized we did not have a gaff in the boat. I think he had like cleaned the skiff out the night before and forgot to put the gaff back in the boat or something. I can't remember. But anyways, the first time we get this fish up to the boat... We look at it and it's like, oh man, that is big. It is like 80 pounds. So we tried to get it in our salmon net. Which, you know, I had one of the bigger size salmon nets, landing nets you can buy. But turns out an 80 pound halibut does not fit in there very well. So I got it in the net. Tried to pull it in. Didn't work. It just flopped out, went back to the bottom. I think we did that three times. We would get it up, get it in the net, try to pull it up, but it's just it was just too big compared to the size of the bag. We couldn't get it in. If we could have got a hand on the outside rim, then we could have pulled it up, but there was no, that wasn't going to happen. But, you know, it had been about 15 minutes, so by the time we got it up, so uh, that gave the other guys that were on the drag enough time to uh troll back down by us and they you know we told them like yeah we don't have a gaff and we got a big halibut on and they offered to throw us one and we said oh yeah that'd be awesome so they got about 30 feet away from our skiff and threw a gaff through the air and uh you know the whole throw a gaff across the water and i'll catch it thing sounded like a really good plan <laughs> until there was a freaking gaff flying through the air and I'm supposed to catch it. But we ended up 
I got the gaff, caught it in the landing net, and we ended up landing that fish. I don't know how. I don't know how nothing broke or the line didn't break. The hooks never popped out. We had that fish in a landing net three times, and then we had to, and then we gaffed it after getting a gaff thrown across the water. And uh, yeah, we still uh, we still have a pretty good laugh about that one. And yes, we did uh, we did give the guys who threw us the gaff a good chunk of fish and brought their gaff back to them. So that is the story of what the hell did I call it the time we caught a big halibut and then have a gaff in the boat or something? I can't remember. That's that story. Okay, I had to go check my rod. There was nothing on it. But the line was all tangled up, so I got to do something. Anyways, I figure since I'm already on a halibut storytelling kick and I'm also halibut fishing I might as well keep that going this next story is titled the time I we caught a halibut on a trout rod and no this one is not about reindeer or Santa Claus either I don't know why you guys keep thinking that none of these stories about are about reindeer or Santa Claus anyways so, I was probably, I don't even know how old I was. I think I was under 10. Yeah, just a little youngin'. And we were out fishing the uh, King Salmon Derby. Remember when we used to have those? When there was uh, King Salmon around? That was cool, right? Maybe someday we'll do that again, but... Uh, yeah, anyways, we were in my Grandpa Kent's Sea uh, Sport, the Jenny Lynn. It was me, my dad, my grandpa, my grandma. I can't remember if my sister was there or not. If she was, she would have been real little. Just a baby. But we pulled into a bay to anchor up for the night. We were staying out that night. We must not have had any fish to come and bring in and weigh in that day. So, you know, we anchor up. And then that's when I get to go play on the back deck. And by play on the back deck, I mean I grabbed a trout rod. and I had a coho bolo tied onto it. And I stuck a piece of herring on there and dropped it down to the bottom. I wasn't really fishing for anything in particular, but I was just fishing. Well, a couple minutes go by and I decide to bring it up and as I start reeling it up, I realize, oh, there's something on here. That's cool. And I get it up to the surface and it's a dungy crab. Then he, uh, he lets go right at the surface so we don't get to see how big he was. I don't know. My memory tells me that it wasn't a keeper size, legal size, but that was also a long ass time ago, so who really knows? I thought that was really cool, so I stuck another piece of herring on and I dropped it back down right away. And, you know, it's just a spinning rod, so I've got the bale open and it's going down and it's going down and it's going down. And at one point, I kind of realized, like, I really feel like it should be at the bottom by now. 
because it had been I'd been letting it out for a lot longer than I did the first time. So I close the bale, and the and the line keeps going out, and the rod bends over, and there's a fish on the rod, and it ended up being about a 15 pound halibut. They're 10 to 15 pounds. I don't know. I'm, memory's kind of fuzzy on the size. I remember about 10 to 15 pounds. But that halibut had grabbed my lure before it had even hit the bottom. And uh, I ended up passing the rod off to my dad or my grandpa. I can't remember. One of the, one of the two. Because I didn't want to break the rod. And uh, they just kind of finessed it in because, you know, it was a, just a trout rod. You know, about medium action with like 10 or 12 pound test. Not uh, not a real classic halibut setup. So, but they ended up getting it in. And that was, you know, it's probably 20 years later. I still remember that. I still tell that story all the time. I always thought that was pretty cool. It was just that, just that, that image in my mind is always there of like, or that, not the image, but the, you know, the thought process of, I should be on the bottom by now. I'm going to close the bale and see what's going on. Like, oh my God, the line's still going out. There's a fish. It was pretty cool. And someday my son will do the same. Or maybe we'll have a nuclear holocaust before then and we'll all be half man, half goat or some shit by then. Who knows? You never know. You can't tell the future. But hopefully, hopefully it's not the nuclear holocaust thing. Hopefully it's my son, future son. I don't have a son yet. Maybe someday. I got a wife, so that's like step one. But... Yeah. Alright. I'm going to hit pause on this thing while I think of another story to tell you guys. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you're still all listening. Or at least, like, one person's still listening. I don't care. Well, this has been pretty fun sitting here reminiscing on, uh, halibut stories, so I'm going to keep doing that. This next one's titled... I don't know. I'm tired of coming up with titles. That's what it is. That's what the title is. I'm tired of coming up with titles. So, when I was growing up, up until I think it was my 8th grade year, the summer of my 8th grade year, my dad worked for the city of Petersburg in, at the water treatment plant. And... For a few years in a row, he would take pretty much the month of June off so we could go hand trolling and halibut fishing and just have a good time. And this was on, uh, we had a 28-foot cabin cruiser that we had custom built for us. It's pretty much the best, greatest boat I've ever been on. I really miss it. I still see it in the harbor. The guy we sold it to hardly ever uses it. Super annoying. Maybe someday I'll buy it from him. Anyways, 
we uh one of the trips we took one june is we went on a kind of a tour of admiralty island or like northern uh, not quite northern but we'd always go to gambier bay to go to hunt the doe opener in september but we'd never been really past that or i hadn't at that point so one one year my dad took me and my sister on a week-long trip when we went out further we were just halibut fishing and halibut fishing and uh we did a little bit of hand trolling and we set a bunch of shrimp pots got a bunch of shrimp I feel like king crab was probably closed and I don't remember any king crab so I didn't think we I don't think we did that and my sister and I would motor around in our little inflatable sea eagle we had a little three and a half horse Johnson on it and it was a really fun time but in one of the bays we were staying in we stayed there a few nights and uh out towards the mouth we would anchor up and catch halibut and then we would move back in further to anchor up for the night because it was more protected well you know we would still we would still throw a halibut rod over just you know because we're there what else are we gonna do and then once we started catching shrimp it would be kind of a nightly thing where we would halibut fish during the day, then we would go pull the shrimp pots, and we would go anchor up in the night spot. And uh, we kind of figured out that we would never catch halibut in the night spot until we would start popping heads on shrimp. So we ended up chumming in the halibut over to us. And, you know, it happened every night. We would get one or two in the evening when we were popping heads off shrimp. And they would come up, they'd, their stomachs would be all full of shrimp heads, and then, you know, then we'd catch them. And it was pretty cool. You know, I always told myself after that that I'd try using just shrimp heads as halibut bait. I never have. Seems like I would have by now. <laughs> but, you know, herring and squid just happen to work so good that, you know, why change, right? Oh, yeah. I think about that a lot, how that was when we'd catch the halibut. Because we wouldn't catch them in the mornings before we would go out to the fishing spot. Because, you know, we were... It wasn't like we were waking up early and getting out, you know, going and moving around at daylight or anything. We were out there to have fun. So we'd get up and we'd throw a rod over, leave one over overnight or something. Usually just throw a rod over in the morning. We'd have breakfast and spend a couple hours and we'd play a game or something, card game. And then we'd go, you know, run around, anchor up for in the fishing spot. And we never catch anything in our, but we we wouldn't catch anything in the nighttime spot, unless we were popping heads on shrimp and chumming the halibut in. It was just a pretty cool, pretty cool memory. I do miss those days. 
but don't get to do that anymore. For one, we don't have the boat anymore. For two, my parents are down in Washington. But at some point, I'll have my own kids, hopefully. And we'll get to do that with them. Alright, well, I feel like three stories is enough time, is enough for, you know, just sitting here listening to me talk to myself. So, if anybody made it to the end, I appreciate it. Thanks for listening in. If you want, drop a comment, leave a like, let me know if you'd want me to talk about any stories in the future, or any, any topics you'd like me to go over, any how-tos, or how not to's. I'm pretty good at those. I know what not to do in a lot of situations. But uh yeah, anyways. Thanks for tuning in. Hopefully I'll have another one. Uh hopefully it doesn't take me two two more years to make another one. <laughs>